0: Love Talk Radio.
1: hey 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 happy thursday y'all welcome to let's chat y'all know what today is it's lit thursday and we talking to talk about titles today <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: you know every thursday it's lit it's going to be about literature even though our show is about literature most of the time but um on it's lit thursdays well, I didn't tell tony this but we're going to give Tony's going to give her editing tips And we're going to talk about Just literature specific things Just a little education portion More often Y'all see she quiet Because she's like wait a minute <laughs> like, yeah,
0: She's yeah, going to show my goodness. <laughs> Where is she gonna tell me that Oh my goodness she going to tell me that She seeing me over here going through my notebooks. I'm like, what? What the heck? What the what? <laughs> Sister
1: girl, y'all see how she do me? She giving me homework live. So I got to come up and, and try to, to to make what she says bring it to fruition. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but see, y'all, she doing all that. I bet you she got a tip right now. I bet you she got one. <laughs>
0: Right on
1: the tip of my tongue See See but yes Lit Thursday here on Let's Chat We appreciate you guys coming to kick it with us In the chat room Don't forget you know we have our show Our mind body and show uh, Segments are on Spreaker Radio So make sure you head over to Spreaker Follow Let's Chat we already have Two shows Um, You can catch us on Spotify For our mind body and soul um, And uh, by the summertime, you'll be able to catch us on iHeartRadio So it's, it's really exciting We got a lot of different things going on here in the chat room But tonight we're talking that talk with uh, some bab- fabulous, fabulous folks We got the Lush team in the house uh, That's Elijah Foreman uh, mm-hmm. Sultana Sams Tanya Deloach And Tiffany Monette so I'm excited. We're gonna talk that talk, see what's going on in their creative kitchen, see what's going on with their new projects and ventures. I'm just excited, you know. Here on Let's Chat, we always get started, and uh, we forget to open the show. So let's open up and get it popping. Absolutely. Welcome to everybody. We are here live on this lit Thursday. I love that little title for our Thursday show, leash. But just to let us let everyone know because, you know, we have new eyes in the chat room. We have some new listeners, and we welcome you first and foremost. But just to give you guys a a little taste of what we do here on this chat, like we said, our show is geared toward literature because we we are readers first and foremost. But it's not just literature that we bring to the chat room. We have brought every aspect and every walk of life up into the doors of this chat. We've had politicians. We've had actors. We've had uh, sports figures. We've had Some of everybody Some of our actors have actually been on the red carpet Before they went in and given us a show Just a little bit of their time So we love doing that Now our show is geared towards um, Letting our listeners and guests interact In an intimate, fun, and friendly environment You know, we get to hear the passion behind what it is Our guests are bringing to the table Because you never know who it may touch It may touch you It may touch someone you know but well, we welcome everybody into Let's Chat, our Thursday night edition of It's Lit. We hope you guys are ready. I'm ready. You know, Elijah always comes through and he we love he he's not just a guest, he's family leash. You know, he always comes through when we need him. He is always welcome. He mess around, he got his own seat up in the chat room. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know he let it hear that. <laughs> so get ready to have a fabulous show. Once again, welcome to Let's Chat. My name is Miss Tony, and I'm joined enjoy... by the homework giver on live radio. Miss <laughs> <laughs> what's popping, y'all? I did, it, it's not like I meant to give it on air. It actually just popped in my mind. I was like, "Ooh, Tony could do her editing tips." Oh, <laughs> uh, and and see the title. I didn't do like a regular title like I normally do uh, for mm-hmm. todays. Show I just put titles Only because I have readers um, Which Are my uh, team intrigue Readers and um, A lot of times They come to me And they'll talk about Their feelings about a book So we we mm-hmm. do reviews So we have a list of books that We're reviewing and So I found that a lot of times I'm hearing the same thing where the title and the content are not equivalent um where they read the book and based on the title they're expecting a lot more or based on the title it doesn't even mesh with what's going on in the book so we're going to talk mm-hmm. about titles today um and I we got some four fabulous authors with well, 3 fab 4 Four fabulous authors on today that are going to talk that talk with us. We're going to get their spin on it um, as authors, as readers, because mm-hmm. everybody knows fabulous readers. They're avid readers. Um, and I want to get their, their their take on it a little bit here mm-hmm. in the chat room. You know, Leesh, it's funny you should say that because I, was asked, I actually edited a book not too long ago, and the title did not fit the contents of the book. And that was one of the you know, I always give my feedback when I'm giving it back to the author. And I said, You're gonna either have to revamp this title or reread the story but you and a reader is expecting a certain part of a story to reflect that title. You know, and, and if it doesn't, it could be a little bit of a turnoff and it may not you may not have a repeat reader. Well, absolutely, because you know that title sets the atmosphere It says, exactly. It's part of your book's eye candy um, We always talk mm-hmm. about eye candy here on Let's Chat Your book's eye candy is the synopsis, the title, your personality, your cover Even the way your name um, is on the front of the book Is your name small? Is it big? I mean it all brings in the the feeling for that reader um, And I believe mm-hmm. that your title should always say by me I understand that authors have purposes for their titles, but your mm-hmm. title should say by me to a reader. It should visually say by me. And mm-hmm. not only should it visually say by me, if you have a subtitle, if that subtitle is not making that um, title stronger, then you don't need to sub- subtitle if the title can stand on its own. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just unnecessary um, fluff on a cover. You know, we want to, we always talk about fluff inside the pages, but we never talk about on in, in the cover and how fluffy covers can be, whether they're too busy, uh, the titles don't fit, or they got too much going on with the title, you know. So we're going to talk mm-hmm. that talk with them today. Okay. Those are good points. You know, we do talk about the fluff within a story, but never on it. And sometimes, you know, those, 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 busy covers, like even the colors, down to the colors, those are the type of things that I look at as a reader because, like you said, you want the book to buy me, and that's B-U-Y, not buy me. But um, <laughs> and, and that's all part of <laughs> what a little play on words, <laughs> and that's all part of, you know, the wonderful world of literature. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're going to, you know, to yesterday, was it yesterday where they had, um, we're going to take a, a sidetrack. Because I want to talk about that uh, that uh, court with the government and Cohen yesterday. Okay, mm-hmm. so I want to. I'm not understanding what was the purpose. I felt like I felt like we wasted money. I think that they're fishing to connect the dots. They want to know what everybody knows so that they can find out what's not being said. You see what I'm saying? I don't understand mm-hmm. why. He, why like why did we have to spend money for him to go in front of them um we already know he's guilty he's already going to jail he's already lost his his license to be a lawyer like and then what he said was more so general stuff and he was still covering he wasn't saying everything
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what are your thoughts i think it's all i didn't get to see all of it you know um I only saw little bits and pieces on the, on the news, but it's also reflective on the questions that are being asked. You know, mm-hmm. the, you, you, you may not feel that the right answers were given, but maybe the right questions weren't asked to get the information that you may expect it to, you know, hear from the testimony. Mm. What, do you, what do you think about that? Right. Like were the the questions they were asking I wanted to know what were you trying like what they're trying to find something specific out. And I'm not gonna say because they were all men or most of them were men. I'm not gonna say that because that's not nice. However, everybody knows if a woman asks you a question, she's asking you a question with the thought that she already has the answer. So everything is specific. To what she's asking It's always a purpose Everything she asks you And so I just felt like everyone's question um, Should have been more purposeful Like But you What's the answer is something that you already know You're just getting him to fill in the blanks um, So that you can connect the dots I just I don't know I just got to feel like I don't know Well actually Actually you know with Because you know the type of work that I do. So I have Mm -hmm. had the opportunity to meet, you know, in my capacity as with one of my bosses, I've actually had the opportunity to meet uh, Donald Trump many years ago when he was trying to get certain things here in New York City. So I know for a fact that when you're in, quote, unquote, Trump world, the outside may not necessarily know what's going on, and they have to. Peel the layers back to get what it is that they are trying to, or what they think they're trying to open up. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
2: You know, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm.
1: and like and like he said, he was one Cohen when he was in Trump's world. Now he's a totally different Cohen. Now that he's on the outside. So which Cohen is it? You know, which Cohen do you want to to believe? Which one do you? did you want to ask questions of? So it's it's not mm-hmm. a matter of Knowing something Because that's the whole purpose of the testimony You want information revealed Just like with the Mueller report You know everybody's waiting on pins and needles For that report Because they are digging They are pulling back the layers In order to get questions answered And once they Know the type of information That Cohen has Then the questions Will flow differently And different information Will Mm -hmm. be revealed if that makes sense, right now there was. I want to say that was the female, though. Uh, I don't know where she, what senator that was, but she kept asking about the kids, Ivanka and the brother,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: she wanted. And, and you can tell she wanted to know what they knew and when they knew it, and and how how in in tune they are. And I did get to feel like they they next something is going on where um, some of them are focused on getting to him through them, like starting on the outside and working their way in. It did give me a a whole uh, all the president's men feel. I don't know if anybody has seen that movie, but it's the movie that uh, actually talks about um, Nixon and Watergate. Um, But I Mm -hmm. did, it was like, I did get that feel, but I also got the feel like, I'm in trouble, and now I got to say something. Not like a tattletale, but, like, mm-hmm. I'm in trouble now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm grounded. I'm in trouble. I got consequences. I'm on punishment. And so you need to be on punishment, too. hmm But also, Lise, you know, you have to realize that, Um, I know we are way off topic, but we're going to get back on it shortly. And I think we actually need to do a, a show with this, and it's been in the back of my mind. Mimi, we mean I know, but you also have to realize that prior than two years ago, Trump was not a politician, so he had no, he was following the game plan of a politician. Certain mm-hmm. things, certain aspects of he, his family, his world are not readily available because he wasn't a politician. Now, I have worked in that area, and this financial disclosure is a pain in the butt. Trust me when I it because I have actually had to fill those forms out. So not necessarily people know what's going on in Trump's world because mm-hmm. of the simple fact that what he has done previously didn't necessarily have to be publicly revealed. Right. That's true. So we're going to mm-hmm. see. Cohen is back next week. I think a lot of things mm-hmm. are going to come into play. Um, but I, I, I want to see what's, what what are, What are we going to get next week out of Um, him? I don't think they're going to necessarily find a smoking gun per se, but if he was the fixer, I mean, I've watched Scandal, so I know watching Scandal, if you're the fixer, oh, you know stuff. Just saying. (laughs) If you're the fixer, you know stuff. If you're fixing stuff, you know stuff and it's just like you're not telling us enough but we're going to get off our political soapbox <laughs> <laughs> because I'm kind of in that same world you know with my confidentiality to where I work there's just certain things that I can't say without someone saying it prior to me if that right makes sense exactly to you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know I know but we're going to take a brief break and then we're going to be back with Elijah Foreman and his team we're going to talk that talk today on titles it's lit Thursday here on let's chat we want to say also shout out to Xavier Lewis this is his last day in corporate America he's going back on uh, his um, musical journey, so and he sent us some new music, which I'll be adding. So, thank you, Xavier, for awesome. sending us music. We're excited for all the things for all the things that are going to come to you, uh, all the things that are being put in play for you, and we appreciate you for always thinking of us. We'll be right back.
3: in my tail on a nine to, five, nine to five, just to keep up, try to stay alive. Promise my lady we gon' be alright She be crying while she praying for a better life Hustlin' on the side for a bag of rice Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price Gotta keep truckin' through the Georgia clay Gotta stay searching for a better day Gotta keep my faith till make a way Gotta get extended so the gas can pay Sweet Georgia we planted on solid ground. From the New York coast to the Florida shine, up to the Maryland D.C. line, back down South, red peach, frying, sweet Georgia, I reside. Tell me why do I have to cry? Tell me why should I even friend.
0: Tell me why should I worry about it? Tell me why should I?
3: From the burden's laid, nothing's root from mistakes I made. To the mother, uh greatest.
1: Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. I am Miss Leisha. You know I'm here with my right hand. And most of the time, she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. Hey, T. Hey, Leisha, girl. I'm excited about tonight's show. I know we got off a little bit off topic, but I think it was definitely necessary to have been discussed. And we will be discussing it further. So, once again, welcome to It's Lit Thursday. I'm excited. We have a full house. Let's get this show poppin', please. Eh? Absolutely, hunty. We have the fabulous Lush team in the building. We're gonna bring in Elijah Foreman. Welcome back, Elijah.
4: What's going on? How y'all doing?
1: Hey, Elijah, how you doing, buddy? Welcome back to
4: Let's Talk. What's up? Uh, y'all caught me at a a tired moment. I've been running around all day. I and, uh, understand. Uh, I work for an elementary school, and we just had a Black History uh, Month show, and mm-hmm. one of the coordinators asked to do a spotlight on me for uh, for me being an author. So oh. you know, it's all types of rehearsals and getting it done and shaking hands, taking business cards, because there was a lot of different people in the room, too, other than kids and parents, so... It was a awesome. it was a crazy day. So Congrats. I get to end it with y'all.
1: Well, we we are privileged so to be able to have you ending your day with us and bringing in your fabulous team. So you guys, tell us a little bit about the Lush team.
4: Definitely. Uh, well, Lush started as an idea a year and a half ago. Me and a good friend of mine, who's also an author, her name is Nia Rich. Uh, Me and her were signed to the same company at one point in time and we really didn't have a good business being done. We both had issues with the publisher and we left. And at the time of us leaving, we both became independent at the same time as well. And I called her one day and I'm like, yo, we need to come up with a group. And she was like, what you mean? Like, I'm like, we need to come up with a group. Like, Since we both independent, we need to pick up a couple other independent artists. And, you know, while we all off doing our independent thing, releasing our own books, every now and then we come together as a conglomerate and we drop something together, whether it be an anthology or whether it be like, you know, a whole book together. And all I had to do was give her the idea. And she went to the drawing board. She called me the next day like, hey, the name is Lush. She sat there and explained it to me, and all types of stuff. Like within an hour, we had the name, we had the ideas. You know, that's where our first book came from, Thirsty, that me, Sultana, and Tanya did together. You know, while we were developing the group, um, Nia decided that she didn't want to be a part of it. You know, she had some things going on, and she decided to step back from writing for a little while. So at that point, we both recruited. Tanya and Sultana together and, you know, ended up being a three-person team for the first year. And we came up with the title Thirsty. We did the book together, put it out, and, you know, we had a good time doing that book. And now we're on our second year of Pursuing Lush. And we have a new member named Tiffany Monet, Mm -hmm. actually not new, She's been doing this for a little while now. She was a part of the famous bankroll squad from back in the day. So, you know, mm. last year, about a year and a half ago, me and her started reconnecting, and we got cool again. And she's actually signed to me through an Elite Novelist Group as a solo author, but she's also with Lush as well. And we got some ideas for this year. We're excited. we excited. Absolutely.
1: I'm excited for you. Uh,
4: tell us a little uh-huh. bit about Elite Novelist Group. Elite Novelist Group is is really just a um, a platform. Originally, it was a platform for me to uh, to put my stuff out independently. I didn't just want to be on Amazon, just throwing stuff out there without it really mm-hmm. being a real business. So I actually went through the full process, getting the tax ID numbers, and you know, getting everything actually put in paperwork. And Elite Novelist Group was a name that I came up with because eventually I did want to step into the publisher route as well.
5: Mm -hmm. And I didn't just want
4: to grab a couple people off the street that said, hey, I got a book. You know, I wanted to really grab some people that were serious about the craft just as much as I am. So, you know, that's Mm -hmm. where Elite Novelist came from, just, you know, being so serious about it and, and taking it serious that after a while you put enough work in, you become elite. So, you mm, know, that, that's, I love really, it. that's really where it came from, you know. all. So, I've been doing that for three years now, 2016. I created that.
0: Mm. So, and that's right it, now, awesome, Tiffany,
4: Monet, yeah, Tiffany Monet is rocking with me. She's dope, man. She has a book out called Trap Star Divas that's serious right now. You know, she's giving people that, that gritty, you know, Grimy kind of lifestyle from Brooklyn, man. It's, it's a story. I won't get into it too much because she's going to come on and talk about it. But I read that book from cover to cover, man. It's, it's very dope. And part of uh-huh. coming soon. So I'm excited. Absolutely. Sister girl from
1: Brooklyn, I definitely got that support. I got to make sure I get into her her library. You know, we got to show that support. And uh, I'm excited. But you know something, Elijah? I'm sorry, everyone. This is Tony. Lisha and I, we have to remember to identify ourselves because we've been told we sound so much alike. But you mentioned uh, right. the the being together for a couple of years. And just like Lisha and yeah. I, when like-minded people come together, some amazing things can happen. You know, Lisha and I, we started Let's Chat a couple of years ago. We've been in about five years. But a lot of people uh-huh. that started around the same age time, you don't longer see them. So it's so important when you're on the same track, you have like-minded people, you have goals and aspirations, and you're serious about what you're doing, it can last and prosper and just grow. So it's so important to make sure you're linked up with the proper
0: people.
4: I definitely agree. And that's what I love about these ladies. These ladies Mm -hmm. are all serious because you, you, you get so many people in the industry that claim to be serious, but they're they not really right. into it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, real-life stuff happens. So, you know, that kind of pushes them all the way out the door. But, you know, Sultana and Tanya, these ladies have been doing it for a few years now, and they have their own catalog to talk about, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like these are mm-hmm. no writers that I'm just pulling out the sky. Like, these ladies have put in a lot of work. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you get all four of us together, you know, you can make some magic. You know what I mean? And that's the ultimate goal. I want us all mm-hmm. to go out and do our own things solo-wise and get our own numbers. But once we come together, it should almost mm-hmm. be like, if y'all remember the movie Space Jam, it should almost mm-hmm. be like that. With all the talent was in the basketball and you touch it, it should be like that, man. <laughs> just just magic when you come together mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, um, in the lab. And I think that's what it's going to be for a while. Awesome.
1: And I'm glad that mm-hmm. you said that because I really think that um, not only sh- as publishers um, should publishing with purpose um, be a necessity, but also building your team with purpose. I think that mm-hmm. it's very important to be equal. You know, people always think about equally yoked as far as relationships, uh, like uh, lover relationships, but it's relationships in general. You have to be Uh equal in your grind, you have to be equal in the way you move, you have to be equal in your vision. Sometimes if uh, one work harder than the other, or, you know, the grind don't match, or it's not, it's going to be off balance. So you got to be able to have balance on your team. So when you were picking these um, fabulous ladies to be part of your team, um, what were some of the things you guys were looking for?
4: Well, for one, it was really just um, work ethic. Just you know, within a six-month time span, how many books are you really coming out with? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And when and when I looked at Sultana, when I first met Sultana, she had like probably a good four or five books that was already out, and they had they had been released within maybe the six-month time period. Uh
0: mm-hmm. huh.
4: And I, I told Nia Rich when she first gave me her name, I said, I like that. I like the fact that she doesn't stop. Whatever else she's doing is a part of, you know, her author life. You know what I mean? And, uh-huh. and that and that just uh-huh. caught my eye because that's – when I first came into business, I was 21. And that's what I was kind of groomed into. It's like, oh, Yo, you don't just put out two books a year. You know, the people that, that's under Carl Weber and, like, Kwan and Waheeda Clark and all them, they can do that because they're known. They're a little more established. And they and they have the, the budgets behind them to where they can go around and travel a little bit more than us. But mm-hmm. when it comes down to us, we got to stay in people's face. Mm-hmm. So when I first saw, saw Tana and how many books she had out at once, I'm like, yeah, let's get her. And then with Tanya, it's the same thing, really. It was work at the in the beginning, but Tanya had a different spin because she's a poet. So the first couple of projects that I saw from her was all poetry, her mm-hmm. first three or four projects. And now she's starting to transition into fiction as well. So that's, that's mm-hmm. a double hitter right there. You never know what you're mm-hmm. going to get from Tanya until she put the cover out. And it's it's all mm-hmm. firework. It could be a book of poetry. It could be a, a fictional love story, anything. So mm-hmm. you know, when I heard those two names, I did my own research on both of them. Before we even, you know, approached them about joining us, I went on their page and looked at their catalogs and everything mm-hmm. like that. And I told Nia, "I say, let's get them. You know, we don't need nobody else. We don't need like a twenty-person team or nothing like that. We good with us four." And we went with that. And then when mm-hmm. um, when Nia left, I kept that same respect mm-hmm. with adding Tiffany Monet because Mm -hmm. I already knew her track record as well. She doesn't have that many projects out. She only has one so far, but she's sent me plenty of drafts that haven't come out yet of stuff that she's done. And it's just like, oh, with a talent like that, she has to come out, you know, because she's been, she's been pigeonholed a little bit. She's been promised certain things in the industry and none of it ever came to light. You know, she was with a couple of publishers that kind of just kept her, you know, at bay and never helped her out with her career. So with me and her being good friends, I just said, you know what, I have a company. It's really only me that I'm putting my my own stuff out on. Come with me. So even if it don't work, at least your work is out there, and I can show you what I'm doing independently. So if you want to go the independent route, you'll have the tools to be able to do it. You know, it was never a thing about a money grab. You know, I told her from the door, that's not something I want from you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I just, I know, I see your talent and I just want you to be in the same position that, you know, me, Sotana and Tanya are in, where we can wake up tomorrow and say, okay, this book's done, the cover's done. We uploading at midnight. And by the next day it's out. You know, when you Uh have somebody, who's, you know, signed to a publisher and they have control over the cover, they have control over the editing and everything like that. And when it's coming out, you feel handcuffed a little bit. And, you know, you don't really, you don't know what's going on and you don't have much say so. Uh So um, with her, I wanted to add her on from the moment I signed her as a solo author. But I had to approach Tanya and Sultana as a group and say, hey, listen, i got somebody who's with me, signed to my company, but I think should be dope for Lush. And the same thing I did with them doing research, they went and did research with her, and they kind of already had a rapport with her. So they came right back to me and said, yeah, let's go, bring her on. And from there, mm-hmm. you know, we were all we were all connected.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you brought it up going out to vet an author. I don't think publishers do that enough because authors always vet the publisher, or at least you should be vetting the publisher uh, and the authors on that publisher's team, only because they have to be able to speak to your pen and be, you know, it has to be able to be meshed together. But I don't think that publishers vet their authors enough. So, but then when you get authors that are not marketable, you can't really complain because you didn't vet them. So I'm glad that you you actually are putting that into into play because it's very important to vet the author to make sure that they fit with right. the team. So we're gonna start bringing in the team. Here okay. we got these fabulous ladies coming to kick it with us. We're gonna bring in Sultana, Tiffany, and Tanya. Welcome, ladies. Welcome. 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 Hey, hey, hey what's oh, we got some background. We got some background.
6: Yeah, that's that's me. I'm I'm jamming over here. That's how I
4: work. Oh, okay. That sounds like Tiffany right there. Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> how did well, I know let's that? Start with, <laughs>
4: let's start with every Tiffany. Time, every time she called me, she got music in the background.
6: It <laughs> my soul. I can understand
1: that. That means that she working that pen, so that's all right. Now, Tiffany, we want everybody to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your literary journey.
6: Well, my name is Tiffany Monet. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm working with Elijah with Elite Novelist Group or my first novel and soon to be my second. And we have plenty of other work on the way. Um uh-huh. I'm a mom of three. And this is something that I took as um a hobby at first. And now that I have my work published, I'm like so much more into it now. So I'm constantly brainstorming ideas. Me and Elijah we do a lot of talking about different ideas, different things I wanna happen.
0: Uh-huh. So I'm
6: just I'm just really trying to do my thing, get my name out there. And have everybody love myself because I believe everything that I write is is real and somebody, some way, somehow can relate to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, now we got Sultana. Hey. Hey. Hey, how are you all? Yeah, we are good. good. We want That's you to good. tell everybody a little bit about yourself she and your literary journey.
2: Okay, um, actually it's Sultana, but a lot of everybody, gets my name wrong. Yes, it's Sultana. We can tear Sam. a name
1: up. I should have I should have asked because you know T and I could tear a name up real good. So see, I Should have oh, asked no the pronunciation before we got here so we'd know how to pronounce it. Fault. We apologize. Oh no, I've been Sultana oh. since
2: kindergarten, so I'm used to that name anyway. So that's good. <laughs> but I um. Yeah, I actually um have my my very first series that I have out is called Love, Sex and a Single Mom. It's a three part series series. I don't know if you're all single moms, but you know, being a single mom, you still need to find love. You still try to find love and do little stuff. So I wanna I try to make my books kinda realistic. Like I want you all to be able to read it and be like, you know what? This what Keisha down the street went through or this so and so like
0: mm-hmm. real real mm-hmm.
2: relatable. Relatable. And then I got mm-hmm. a two-part series called F Your Family," and it's kind of about oh. you know how your the sign, significant other's family, like you mm-hmm. get a little sick
6: of their family mm-hmm. or vice versa, mm-hmm. right, right, <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm.
2: that's kind of along those lines, and like I said, also realistic. And I got um, a standalone called "Driving Me Crazy," and to me, that's the book I love the most because it has a real meaning. But women and men like we can't let the significant others drive each other crazy. And I take you on a roller coaster ride in that one. And then I have beaten by love, which is a domestic violence book. And it's, it's, it's real sentimental. Like you feel it when you read it, you feel everything the girl goes through. And I'm actually working on part two of that one. Um, I would have been had it ready, but I'm a new mother. I have a, three-week-year-old, three-week-old daughter.
0: Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you.
2: So now that I'm home with her, I actually got more writing time, so I'm going to come out with Beaten by Love 2 and a lot of other stuff that we have planned with Lush, and we all have the Thirsty analogy um, Anthology that we all want you to check out too. We have our short stories in there, and they're all great. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: And then we got... Tiffany. Hey, Tiffany. We already did,
4: Tiffany. We got Tanya.
5: Oh, we already Tanya. did, so we got oh, Tanya. Oh, we got sorry, Tanya. Sorry good about evening. that. <laughs> good evening. Yep. You're How going? are you? Um, I'm actually Uberin. I am well. How are you guys? We
1: are good. We are good. You got to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your literary journey.
5: Okay. Um, I am a native of Newport News, Virginia. And, of course, as Elijah said, uh, I write poetry as my primary genre. Uh, But Mm -hmm. I do also have short stories and five anthologies, as well as a novella, which is Love Takes Time. And Mm -hmm. currently working on another project, A House Divided, which will be out probably mid-March. And um, as Elijah mentioned, um, I met him in Sultana, Sultana. In 2016, and um, we were with a publisher, but I did find also that the individual journey is a lot easier for me. And then teaming up with their, you know, powerhouse writing styles is always something to grow from and uh, learn from. They've been um, kind of like role models to help me into the fiction world versus just poetry.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I got a question for you guys, though, because everybody has been writing. They write different styles in different ways. What was going on in your world the first time you sat down and decided to write? And then what was going on when you decided to take that step to publish uh, your writing? We're going to start with Tanya. Tanya.
5: Okay. For me, that was easy. Um, I'm probably the oldest of the group. So I started in high school as a journal um, for an English lit class. And then I found that it was therapeutic. So I kept writing. And um, unfortunately for me, um, when things went left, um, it was easier for me to write it and, you know, um, get a release from that. So friendships, relationships, you know, all kinds of bonds that other people can relate and identify with came to be and my pen you know is is crazy because I tend to write every day and sometimes mm-hmm. it's poetry sometimes it's not so um when um when I was no longer with a publisher and became an indie artist um you know the publishing world was definitely some somewhere I wanted to be so um I was initially published in 2016 and then repackaged and revamped everything in 2017 um all the way through now so i have seven individual projects i have one uh collaboration of romantic poetry and then five short stories in an anthology one novella and another on the way
1: absolutely i love it and sultana
2: yes <laughs> Um, <laughs> what <was laughs> what going inspired on? Me to Who write? Me? Like you said, um, like you all said earlier, every writer was a reader, and that was me. Like, since I was younger, I was reading everything, going to the library, switching, switching books with everybody. And I always wanted to write, but I was kind of scared to mm-hmm, write. Mm-hmm. So um, I was dating a guy, and I already had kids, and he took a job that was that kept him out of town a lot. And I wanted to occupy my time, so I was like, "You know what? He's not here to distract me. I still want to write. Let me start writing a story, and I'm not going to even tell anybody. So when I started writing love texting a single mom, I didn't tell him. I didn't tell my friends. I just wrote every day that I got home from work and before I knew it, it was done, and i got I put it out first in twenty fifteen and then I got it um revamped and went independent and everything in twenty seventeen too but Everyone who read it, they gave me such great reviews. Tep told me it should be a part two. It just had such great reviews. It motivated me to want to do a part two and three and to just keep writing more. So I got more focused and started putting out books even more faster than that one. Oh, wow.
6: Okay. Well, you better work,
1: honey. And (laughs) Tiffany? Tiffany?
6: Yes, what made me start writing is, like she said, like reading. I love to read. And being a part of a book group and seeing all the books that was coming out, I felt like, hey, if they could do it, I could do it too. And it started out as a a journey with me and my sister. Um, we was trying to write Trap Star Divas together. Um, she's a year or two younger than me. <laughs> But unfortunately She passed away in 2013 And in the middle Of me writing The book Mm -hmm. And at that point in time I I was just like Man forget it I don't want to do this no more Like cause my sister not here This is something we supposed to have been doing But I just used the, The negative The negativity that I was feeling And just pushed me to work harder, to write more. And when I was finished, I just was like, I just got to put it out, and it got to be a memory of her because I think she would be totally upset with me if I just gave up after tearing her ears down with so much stories, like, girl, we could do this. We got to drop this book. All these books coming out, we could do it. Come on, let's go, let's go. And taking nights and mornings trying to write little by little whenever we have time between our kids, you know. So that was like my main my main like focus like to really just get it out because I knew she wanted me to. And like I said before, it was something I always like to do anyway, but it was more of a, a a stress reliever for me in the beginning. I used to write because I felt like certain things you couldn't tell people, or people going through their own things, they didn't want to hear about it. So I would write. So my writing hobby is now becoming my career. So that's what that's about. I love
1: it. Yes, that's very nice. This is Tony. I have one question. Each of you ladies as well as Elijah have come together at different points in your writing career and your writing journal and and you each bring something different to the table. What has have you each learned from each other that has strengthened your relationship to continue to build this this dynasty that you guys are on?
6: Elijah Elijah just was like on some Epic girl, stop playing around. We gotta put this book out. <laughs> <laughs> like I love him for that. I love him for that for real because I was just like, Man, the last publisher I was dealing with, he was giving me the runaround. Like my book was finished for like a whole year and a half. Like wow. before I, I I got with Elijah to really put it together and release it. So uh-huh. Like uh-huh. that's my that's my reading angel right there. <laughs> and this is Tiffany, right? This is Tiffany speaking. Yes. yes. Okay.
1: And Tanya, what did you learn about your your crew that that has strengthened you in your journey?
5: Um. Yes. Well, with me, I think it's we motivate each other, even though, you know, it's not like we talk every day all the time and we do have, um, you know, other livelihoods and different things that we're doing and, you know, children, all that. But mm-hmm. um, hearing about, you know, their day or what they're working on or their word count, um, it does tend to motivate us. And I like that. I like the fact that they've been in the book world, you know, a lot longer than I have. And it does, mm-hmm. it itself. It it motivates you, and it also you know gives you an opportunity to be stronger as a group. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely appreciate the team for that. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm gonna say Miss S because I don't want to mess
2: that name up. <laughs> <laughs> you can mess it up, but it's um, Sultana. <laughs> uh, what I learned, um, what I learned, mostly just like she said, is motivation. Like I look at Elijah, and then this makes me want to work hard. Like I might inbox Tanya and vent something to her and be like, I'm moving so slow with this book, I'm not motivated and she may be like, You can do it, you'll get it done and I'm like, You know what? That helps. I'm gonna get it done just 'cause she said I can get it done. And I'm still mm-hmm. um I'm still learning Miss Tiffany, but um I watch her and look at her social media and she's kinda of motivating too when she says she's writing I might be like, you know what? This my team. This my teammate. Let me let me start writing too. So mostly he has motivation.
0: Mhm.
1: Wow. And and Elijah, with these wonderful ladies on your team, what have you learned that has enhanced your journey?
4: Well, one thing I like about each one of them is really just they don't pay attention too much to what's going on around them, mm-hmm. like in the literary mm-hmm. world. Cause a lot of people jump in the industry and it's all about competition. It's kind of like, you know, hip hop in a way, this rapper wants to be better than the next rapper. And one okay. thing I, I noticed about all three of them is there's no competition. Like they, they support people that's outside of the circle as do, you know, I, you know, I support a lot of people as well. So seeing that is just like, I tell them all the time, I'm not rushing y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all can take y'all time and get it done right. It's just like mm-hmm. if I don't hear from you for like a month, two months at a the time, then I might hit you up like, Hey, we good? That's my key that's my key line right there. Tiffany will tell you, we good, right? We straight? <laughs> all right, cool. And then I I go back in my hole and do what I'm doing. But other than that, mm-hmm. it's like I like that they're not rushing to try to, you know, be better than the next person. That's not what we're in it for. And, and that's where a lot of that author beef that we talked about before comes in that, because you're trying to find a way to be better than the next. You don't realize if you worked with that person or if you supported that person, we all would be a lot stronger than what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it comes down to those three ladies, they definitely um, motivate me a lot when it comes down to just seeing them and their support level and how they just – they they vote everybody and they, you know, there's no, am trying to think of the word, there's no bias when it comes mm-hmm. down to them. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody that's that funny. they know, whether it's from the neighborhood or whether it's, you know, somebody that they just met on social media or whatever that's dope, they're supporting them. You know what I mean? And with that energy going around, I love it because we all support each other. At the end.
1: Mm, I love it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now I have a question for you guys. This is Leisha What was the what's the hardest part uh about balancing home, your personal rights plus your group writing? What's the hardest part about that balance for you? We're gonna start with uh Tiffany.
6: I'm sorry. Can you
1: that, please? What's the hardest part of the balance for you, as far as home balance? Um, we're gonna ask you music noise. down. Just to, yeah, we're gonna ask you turn your music down just a little bit more.
6: The balance. You know, I'm, all, I'm all the way in the bathroom, and the music is all the way downstairs. <laughs> I'm upstairs oh, in the goodness. bathroom. It's, it's just loud. It's a lot of people here. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but so
1: balancing. Um, I'll, how do I'll you, speak a little louder. Part? That's okay. What's the um, hardest part about the balancing? Um because you got your own personal writing, you you're writing with the team. Um and then you got
6: home responsibilities. Yeah. But um my kids, they they help me a lot because um my son, he knows that I write so he always like, "Mom, you need something to you got something to do? You know, I don't mind watching the baby because I have a three month old, and you know I try to get done as much as I can between everything that I have to do. I always try to do a little bit at a time. I might not can sit there and bust down two thousand words at a time, but even if I write twenty lines." you know, a little bit every time I sit down at the computer or while I'm eating or something, you know, I just try to make a way. Because as long as I know I I have time to add a little bit by little and I'm not completely brushing it off because I can't like sit down and get all into it. That that just motivate me to like all right, get this done. So you can get back to what you got to do. And it's like prioritizing. Take care of everything important first. This way, probably before it get too late in the evening, I can go and write a couple of lines before I'm ready to take it down and start my day the next day. So the balance is kind of hard sometimes, but I think I, I'm getting it. I'm getting it together pretty good.
1: Absolutely, and then Sultana. I
2: would say, um, and you said that perfectly, by the way. I, w- I, would, say right, it's, it's, <laughs> I would say it's finding the time because, like you say, we do have livelihoods. Like I have, you know, we have to go to work. We have other kids to tend to, so it's like I have to schedule my writing in between this time and this time. I'm going to schedule writing. I might have to stop at this time to cook dinner or do something with my kids, but then when we're done with that, I'll just start back. But it's really just finding the time. But when you're dedicated and something's your passion, just like she said, little by little, line by line, we squeeze it in to get it done. Absolutely. I definitely agree.
1: And then, Tanya? Um,
5: yeah, basically from what they said, but I think also it's like organized chaos because I think Sultana and Eli might remember from football season and it was band season for um, two of my girls at the time. And I was like, I need to write, and I didn't bring my laptop and blah, blah, blah. So I was, like, literally writing in my notes field in the phone. I mean, I will write any time that I can, you know, get an opportunity. Or when the words come, like with poetry, you know, sometimes the words come so fast, you just start writing on whatever you have. And um, the good thing is, you know, for me, I do have um, some flexibility with the job and um you know my girls are older i have uh three daughters two in college and one in middle school so um i do have a little bit more flexibility because they will help me out and cook dinner and breakfast and you know other things to get us through the the uh work week and uh through the weekend so whenever they would have a function i got you know spiral notebooks and pens in hand or laptop with me and um we get it done because you know you're inspired and then you have the passion behind the pen So you know it, it doesn't take Much to um, to Put pen to paper per se And uh, like they said it could be A few lines or it could be you know uh, 2,000 words or so So it just depends Absolutely. and varies But definitely got to do it
1: And Elijah see Elijah you do a lot Because you handle the, the business side Of it plus you have Personal plus you you are writing Yourself how do you find What's the hardest part about balancing for you?
4: I mean, I wouldn't say it's the hardest part, but the biggest word for me right now is sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, all the ladies know because they they've liked a few of these posts before. If I find myself working past midnight, I'll end up posting about it. And the first thing I do, like let's just say right now it's one fifteen AM. That'll be the first part of my post. Like, I'll say 1.15 a.m., going hard, getting this work done.
0: Uh-huh. And
4: then, you know, it'll go from there. You know, it, it's really just sacrifice, man. At the end of the day, I work, you know, I have a house that I'm maintaining and stuff like that. And then, you know, author, being an author and being a publisher, that's a part of the business. So, you know, I really don't cry about it. I just get it done. You know what I'm saying? If I don't get this uh-huh. done today... It's always, you know, I got to get it done tomorrow. You know, I have to pencil in the time to where I can work. But sometimes that pencil in that, you know, Sultana time that we're talking about, it don't normally work like that. You know, like for me, I'll say, okay, uh-huh. from 9 to 12, I'm working on writing. And then twelve fifteen come, and I'm still kind of, you know, in the zone, and I don't want to stop so that I'll keep going. Next thing I know, uh-huh. it's 3.30 in the morning, and I done wrote uh-huh. half a book. You know what I mean? So with me, it's just I sacrifice like that. And then on top Mm -hmm. of that, it's really um, my kids are a big motivator, too, for the sacrifice. Like, my oldest daughter, she's seven, and she wants to be a writer, too. And she tells me all the time, like, Dad, when I get 16, you know, I want to write a book for you. Like, just hearing Mm -hmm. my daughter say that, you know, is added motivation, you know, just Mm -hmm. keep pushing.
1: I love mm-hmm. it. A motivated man. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Now, let's. Can you guys share with us what each of what does thirsty mean to each of you? And um, we're gonna start with Miss um, Tanya.
5: I apologize. I didn't hear that question.
1: No problem. No problem. You know, I want you guys to just share with us what thirsty means to you guys, and where do you see it going? And we're gonna start with you.
5: Oh, okay, um well, my story was a little unique um with Thursday. Um, I based it on a college couple that was um, and you know the the teenage love and and then it matured into so much more and what transpired between them was the outside influences, the friends and the sorority sisters and the, oh girl, he did this, and you know this is going on, and so you know, they were thirsting for more. They were thirsting for attention. They were thirsting trying to break them up and do other things outside of what they were building together. So, um, with that particular project, you know, I was grateful that I had the opportunity to work with uh, Elijah and Sultana on that. And um, it, you know, not only helped to uh, lift the platform for me from just the matter of poetry into. Uh, fiction, but it also gave me the opportunity to share a story that I think is very realistic in today's um, society.
6: Uh-huh. Yeah. I love it. And then Tiffany? I'm not a part of the project, but it was a very good book, and I appreciated all the stories that was in it. Like, I think they did an excellent job I didn't mm-hmm. even know about it until I got into the group and I was like, oh, y'all did a together. Oh, let me go check this out. So I had to go download that to my Kindle and check it out. And I wasn't disappointed at all. So, congratulations, you guys. Y'all did y'all thing. Thank you. That's team support. Thank you.
1: That's, that's I was about important. to say, you wow. gotta support your team. Mm. She said, I got right. in on the tail but I'm about to go grab my copy. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I, I love, love it. it. Teamwork
2: makes the dream <laughs> work.
1: And then, Sultana.
2: Yeah, the word thirsty it can mean a lot of things. And I think we all put our different spin on it. But my story mm-hmm. was titled, My Man Is Her Man, which is basically oh. someone's who was thirsty, craving for a man that wasn't quite there. <laughs> so oh. you can imagine the difficulty <laughs> in that. Mm-hmm. So it went. It was a crazy story. It ended crazy. <laughs>
5: ah, that's right
1: up in the alley of the our show tonight, Lee, talking about those titles.
5: You know, that right. title could be eye-grabbing, <laughs> and that's one of them. <laughs> yeah, now, that's kind of why I chose it, too. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Now, talking about yeah. titles, talking about titles, y'all, let's talk about it for a minute. Because, you know, as readers, we've all experienced books where we're like, eh, what happened with the title? You know what I'm saying? I could actually made that the t- topic of the show, and yeah, what happened with the title. But it's like we've all experienced that as readers. Um, let's talk about what you guys What is your process when you're putting together your title? Uh, What are some of the things that you you look for, and what do you want the reader to get from just the title that you put on your covers? Um, Let's start with Tanya.
5: Okay. um, For me, um, most of the time, the title comes after the fact. Um, This last project that I'm working on that will probably release in mid-March, the title actually came first. So I think it, it made it a lot easier for me to, to follow, you know, and, and have a better outline for this story. But um, typically um, the, the the book titles were, like, uh, transformed or changed um, by the preference of the publisher. So, you know, once I had the opportunity to reclaim that and, and make it my own I basically will um, kind of review everything that I have in the book and build the title from that to make sure that it is reflective of the content. <laughs>
0: okay. Now, do you I feel love?
1: that you want your titles to to um to be an eye catcher? I mean, do you put a oh, lot yes, into Oh yeah, definitely. The- Mm-hmm. No,
5: not not a whole lot, but, um, like, okay, for example, with my poetry project, it's a lot of, um, of content about relationships or in love, out of love, so In Her Feelings is my favorite project, that's um, my second release, and then I also followed it up with In Her Feelings 2, which was kind of more of the same, and a lot of my readers can relate and identify with that particular title, so it's personalized to an extent as far as my title choices, but I also try mm-hmm. not to, you know, use song titles or, or something that is already a trendy title. Mm.
0: Okay.
1: Sultana.
2: Yes. I actually think that your title should kind of match with inside the book. Um, Besides Love, Sex, and a Single Mom, I didn't come up with my titles until after I wrote the book, too. I was I just wanted to know, like, what title kind of felt with the book. And, like, the domestic violence book, I actually took a poll on Facebook. I had, like, three titles that I wanted, and I actually got them to choose which one. Because I don't like to read a book, and it has nothing to do with the title. I'm like, what? So I think it should be related. The title shouldn't tell the story, but it should have some, a lot to do with the book. Um, Absolutely And then
0: Elijah
4: Man, Me when it comes down to titles I've done it both ways i you know, written the book first and then come up with the title But then there's been times Like you know in the bankroll squad days Where titles Were thrown at
0: me they, You know
4: when I was dealing with Alicia Howard She threw make her cream at me We were just talking And you know I said I'm getting ready to go into something new and uh, we started brainstorming on titles, and she just threw, like, eight different titles at me. And Make Her Cream was, like, mm-hmm. the third one. And I said, give me that. Don't tell me <laughs> nothing else. Give me that. And <laughs> I went with it. And then, like, you know, a story that I always tell people, like, with the uh, Married to a Bitch book, I didn't come up with that title. Like, I was, I was starting not to like titles that had, you know, certain words that were repeated. And bitch was one of the words that was just in everybody's book. So I was trying to stay away from that. But um, once again, back in the Banquo Squad days, I remember uh, calling in when Cole Hart had an interview with uh, Mac Mama, who's another Blog Talk radio host. And um, we called in being the new guy, you know, just being young and trying to support somebody who's established. And we chopped it up for like 15 minutes when I got off the phone, Alicia Howard called me and said, hey, David Weaver heard what you were saying, and he wants to talk to you. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. So we start talking. We get in the inbox, and um, he start throwing titles at me, me and him start going back and forth, and it was one title I said, only one title that caught his eye, and it was The Married Bachelor, and he said, okay, uh-huh. that's cool, and, you know, he got quiet for a second, and he said, but what about this, though? What about Married to a Bitch? So then I got quiet. I'm like, I'm married to a bitch? I'm like, I ain't really into the, the bitch word like that on my books, but I think I could do it. Uh-huh. So the next day, I told Alicia about it, and Alicia thought I was going to write this hood book that's just, you know, about a dude out here trapping and his wife out here messing up the money or whatever the case may be. But when I spent it on her, and I wrote a, uh, like a hip-hop love story, she read it mm-hmm. and was like, yo, how did you do that with that title? Like, she was lost. And how I, I made a whole book just based off of this title. So, you know, I have stories of doing it both ways. So, either way works for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, All right. Definitely. See, a title for me,
1: this is Tony. A title for me doesn't necessarily have to tell the story, but it's a story that should... tell it should tell a story that needs to be read. Does that make
0: sense? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah,
1: yeah, that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And I
1: think that um the title itself should speak to the essence of the book. Like it really sets the atmosphere. So if there mm-hmm. if if it's a passion between the pages that title should be passionate. Your cover should be passionate. <laughs> um if mm-hmm. Um, if it's gritty and it's grimy, you know it should still reflect. Mm-hmm. I, I really think it should reflect uh, what we're gonna experience inside of the book. Mm-hmm. And um, you know we book bougie here on Let's Chat. I mean we used to not say that, <laughs> um, but it's nothing wrong with being book bougie. I am proud and book bu- of being book bougie. Um, <laughs> I'm really bougie mm-hmm. when it comes to covers. I like clean, crisp covers, and I tend to gravitate. Towards um, covers that are clean and crisp But when I'm picking books to read um, When you guys are picking books to read What are some of the things That you guys look for as readers Start with Tiffany
6: I look for Exactly like you said Like clean, crisp covers Like good titles Like I have to read the synopsis if I'm not digging it, I still might give it a try anyway, just to say that I read it. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I really don't care who is biased. I don't. I'm not biased to any writer. So if it sounds mm-hmm. good, I'm gonna read it. That's just it. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, a Sultana.
2: Yes, I I do look at the titles, but I look at. I catch in covers too, like I ran across cross covers and it just catch my eye, so I look at that, and I do read mm-hmm. the synopsis to see if it's something that I'm interested in. So the covers, the title, and the synopsis. science.
5: I agree. I, I agree with um, everything that was said, and if a lot of times if the cover doesn't catch me, I'm leery of even you know going any further. Or if Mm -hmm. I see a name that I recognize Or if it's a, you know, a new author um, You know, I just try to support And sometimes it's not even the genre I think when I see the cover So, you know, I I definitely do like Tiffany And and read into the synopsis And see if it's something that I want to, you know, check out
1: Absolutely, I
5: love it
1: And then Elijah
4: yeah, definitely. I think the title is probably the biggest thing for me, you mm-hmm. know, the title and the, and the synopsis. Uh, covers, you know, it's kind of like a strong second to the title, you know what I mean? But like, I came up in a different era. Like I told y'all, one of the last shows we had, I was a teenager reading stuff. I had no business reading, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was I was 14, 15 years old reading, like, Zane books and Waheeda Clark and Ashley and Jaquavis. And it's like, my mom didn't know nothing about that stuff. So it was like, okay, he read. Let's go to Borders real quick. And, you know, uh-huh. I grabbed, like, three or four books and just be in my little, you know, in my little area just reading. And, you know, the titles are definitely the first thing that grabbed me first. And, you know, uh-huh. the cover... It depends, cause like with somebody like Zayn, she used to have the simplest looking covers at times. But that synopsis, you flip that over, and you read that short little preview of the story. It's like, oh, let me let me see what this is about. And uh-huh. then you get maybe sixty pages into the book, is like, okay. Yeah, I, I gotta finish this. You know, same uh-huh. thing with Ashley Angel Quavers, Waheeda Clark. Those uh-huh. are like my. Influencers, You know what I'm saying? Especially why the Clark being from Trenton, New Jersey, like me. She was one of the first. And, like, you know, that Thug series, like, that. that's it right there. And then, you know, the Cartel series, too, Ashton Jaquavis, that's it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can hear that title, and you don't have to ask nobody nothing else. All you got to do is read one of them books from that series, and you know now. You know what I mean? So... Mm-hmm. It's really the title and the synopsis to me. How you draw a person in? Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. hmm I love it. Now, um, I would like for each of you to just drop a, a a golden nugget on a new author. You know, one thing that you would um tell them just to make their their journey a, a little bit better and a and a little bit sharper. And let's start with Tiffany. with us oh hold on sorry yeah
6: tiffany (laughs) you still with us tiffany hello yes i'm sorry (laughs) yes i had my phone on mute because people was yelling (laughs) but um (laughs) yeah i tell i tell authors all the time like just just do your own thing like don't worry about what what everybody else is doing like, focus on the work that you want to get done and how you want to get your story, your message, or whatever across. That's all you need mm-hmm. to focus on. Don't focus on what everybody else is doing, how I can make my cover better than this one, or I need my story to be better than this one, because you lose yourself trying to focus on other people. So I always tell them, like, you got your own lane, and just think, mm-hmm. that's it nice
1: that's some good advice
5: and how about you miss tanya i agree i definitely agree um because you know everybody doesn't write the same way so i say that and i also say you know do your homework and your research um don't give up or quit on yourself or make comparisons because you you know you're giving yourself more and more opportunity to fail i, I would say keep writing but always, always, always use an editor, always. <laughs>
0: mm,
1: very nice. And Ms. Artana, what are you going to add to that jewelry box?
2: Yeah, basically um, what they said, don't give up. And I would say don't follow up any of the author drama. Don't let nobody tell you that they don't like your stories because everybody is not going to like everything. Just don't give up. Keep writing. Don't get involved with mm-hmm. the drama. And just stay focused. Mm.
1: Before I ask Elijah, I want to ask you ladies Do you find that that's easier said than done To not get caught up in all the drama?
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope <laughs> okay. well, yeah. Because if I see it, I don't even entertain it or follow follow it You know, um, right. because mm-hmm. I've seen it start on different platforms On social media and crossover into like, you know From Facebook to Instagram and stuff And I just, I don't pick it up mm mm I'm not even wow. hearing it, so you know I don't have uh, the tendency to know who's having the drama. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good to know. And Mr. I'm Elijah, what, you,
1: what jewels? I know, right? I'm allergic to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what jewels can you drop, Elijah?
4: <laughs> um, I got a couple. Uh, the I think the most important one will probably be just get out of your own way. And what I mean by that is stop. Procrastinating, stop like stalling. Because what what I see from a lot of people is when they have a dream that's kind of formed from what they see in their neighborhood or whatever the case may be, they allow uh-huh. other people to snatch that from you They allow like what uh-huh. you writing a book? Ain't writing no book? Man. like you need to come over here with us and do what we doing. And then just in that one conversation, you allow somebody to kill your dream.
0: Uh-huh. And you never know
4: where that dream can take you You can go from writing books to writing Fools Or you know right. anything in the entertainment Business you know what I mean so The first thing uh-huh. would definitely be Just get out of your own way And focus And uh-huh. um, you know like the lady Said just don't pay. As a person that has been involved In certain author beef You know unvoluntarily Don't uh-huh. pay attention anymore. And like there's, there is a such thing as loyalty. If you have a good friend that's dealing with something and you feel like it's being disrespected in a way,
0: you can voice your
4: But at the same time, try to stay away from it because it's mm-hmm. going to end up derailing your career. Because the stuff that I got involved in early on in my career, 2013, 2014, it derailed me for two years. I didn't get started mm. getting back on track till 2016 when I decided to go independent. Uh-huh. A lot of different things follow me. So, you know, I would definitely say just stay away from that and just try to, you know, remain headstrong and focus on what you're doing.
1: Mm. Good advice. Absolutely. Well, y'all know, here on Let's Chat, we like to do something fun. Um. <laughs> so we ex- we're excited to see what what uh what juice you guys bring to the chat room on today. I'm ready, T. Yeah. all okay. quiet, don't be
0: quiet? It's alright.
1: <laughs> Tonight we're going to do just a little bit different because we have such a, a group on the phone. But first and foremost, guys, we want to thank you, Lisha and I, for just sharing some of your precious time with us tonight. You know, time is, is, is precious, like I said, and, and it's not easy to just. Set aside sometime in a very busy schedule, so we want to thank you first and foremost but i 'm going to give you each a fun question, just a fun question um, and, and and we want your first response your your the first thing that comes to your mind and i 'm going to start with Miss Brooklyn, Miss Tiffany
0: <laughs> uh,
6: if if you were a piece of candy. What would you easy a pink starburst? Because I'm so yeah, oh. everybody loves me.
0: <laughs> I so know that's why she, she had to talk about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Miss Tiffany, she was yes. ready for that one.
6: <laughs> yes, I'm always okay. ready. Uh oh, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, but Miss
1: Tanya. Your question, if you could speak to one type of animal,
5: what would it be, and what would you say? Oh, my goodness, an animal? <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I, I still have to pass. I'm sorry. I have no idea. I was like in these question. <laughs> She wants <laughs> Tiffany qu okay, you could get you could take
1: Tiffany's question. What piece of candy would you be in why?
5: Yeah, I'm cornballer. Y'all have to just realize I'm the cornballer of the group, but I would definitely say the Snicker because I'm the BBW of the group and take it in the Snickers. All right. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. all right. <laughs> okay. Okay, we gotta we gotta keep it going, keep it going. Miss Sultana. If you yes. were a box of cereal, what would you be and why?
6: Oh,
2: yeah, I'll be frosted flakes because they're
0: great.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I really do eat frosted flakes all the time, too. So. <laughs> I love frosted flakes. <laughs> All right,
6: now
1: and I, we gotta wrap it up with Mr. Elijah. You know, you got, you got, you, I got. I'm like, what am I gonna throw this man? Because you've been in here so many times, you probably expect certain things. I gotta make sure you're off keel. <laughs> all
4: here right. It's
1: not gonna be too bad. not gonna be too bad tonight. But hmm. I got a big beef in my box, Lee. Okay, Elijah, I got one for you. What song best describes your passion and why?
4: All right, before I answer that, passion in what way? Like what like oh. privacy passion or am I talking about like just writing? Like
6: Uh oh, see,
1: you when you start giving me choices, I want the the <laughs> right. <laughs> I
4: well, want the one you I, I don't want to answer you know, it something you wasn't even thinking about. You know, I, I'm just trying to say, what, what area are we going in? What direction?
0: What Whatever but area if, you want to take us. But if you saying it, I'm thinking it. I'll stop
1: for you. Elijah, no. Elijah, now you should know by now, you can't be giving me choices. That was way too many options.
0: What you got?
1: Hmm. <laughs> so whatever you share it is what I'm thinking So let's just carry on <laughs> we'll, we'll go
4: We'll go the private route, you know Since we ain't really get too spicy on this show, you know we, We'll go the private route, let's see Cause you, cause you know couple. we
6: can You know we can
4: <laughs> I got a couple For this one, being that I'm a 90s baby I'm heavy in the 90s, R.B., so let me see uh, Okay Hmm I'm not sure if y'all remember this
0: because mm-hmm.
4: y'all grew up in this area. Y'all, y'all might have to YouTube it. But there's a song with the group 702, and oh. it's a, a male group, Subway. And it was a song called The Little Game We Play. Uh oh. We
1: y'all might have look, to
4: y'all y'all look, sing a tune. Y'all, y'all I gotta remember that. Y'all got to look that up. <laughs> y'all, look that up. Y'all, y'all might rekindle a thought back in the day that y'all had. See? But uh but, don't, um, don't
1: let me have to ask you to sing that, a bar or two.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that song right there is always in the playlist. When I'm when I'm writing something that's a little more erotic, or it's like a mm-hmm. romance type of work, that's mm-hmm. one of those, you know, nineties R and B jams that's in the playlist. So I'm gonna say that one. huh, all
1: right. We may have to lift that one up,
4: Leash. <laughs> yeah, play it on the next episode.
1: Uh-oh. Absolutely,
0: I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Did we get Tanya? Yes, yeah, she 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 stole Tiffany's question. Yeah, <laughs> okay. okay.
1: yeah,
0: just make sure Take we got everybody. <laughs> <laughs> she's, a, she's proud <laughs> of it
1: too. She's like, "Yep, I'll, I'll <laughs> a, oh no." I I but can't. See, you know, I don't want to
4: talk, the talk to the BB- animals. It's gonna be a whole <laughs> lot of young guys that listening. They gonna be in the inbox. You better be careful. You might have a few new fans. You find nothing
5: wrong with that,
4: right? We, we, well come well. on,
5: we're it. <laughs> we we heard
0: worldwide. They missing
1: to us all over the world. <laughs> come on with right. it. Right. We so appreciate y'all coming to kick <laughs> with us today in the chat room. We want you guys each to shout out your social media, your latest book release separate, and your latest book release together.
0: Start
4: with Elijah. Well, you can find me on Facebook at Elijah Foreman. That's my main page. My second page is author Elijah Foreman. I also have a page, like a like page for Elite Novelist Group. So, you know, all of those are on Facebook. Instagram is Foreman underscore 92. Mm-hmm. Um, my most recent releases are the finales for four different series that I just put out. We got Maker Cream 3. We got Lush and the Shot of Hennessy 2. We got Real Ones Deserve More Than Pussy 2. And we also have Married to a War Ready Bitch. That's part four. That's the finale for the Married to a Bitch series. Mm-hmm. That's from, And I'm also announcing for Lush, we have a title that we're not going to put out there yet because we, we know how this industry is. You know, if I say that title right now, Next week, mm-hmm. that title going to be on the cover, and we're gonna be mad. So we're gonna leave that. We're gonna leave that in the uh, in the hole for now, so we get the cover together. Awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. And okay.
1: Sultana.
2: Yes, I'm on Facebook as Authorist Sultana Sam. I also have another Facebook page that just says Sultana Sam. I'm also on Twitter as author Sultana Sams and I'm on Instagram as author Sultana Sams. My latest book was Beaten by Love. What I'm going to put out next is a short story to kind of hold everybody down until I finish part two of Beaten by Love. Um, our, our book with um, Lush is Thirsty. I want everybody to check out the three different stories that we have. But like you said, we're working on something new to bring you all real soon, so you'll hear about that soon, too.
1: Awesome. And
5: Tanya? Uh, Yes. As far as social media, I have several pages on Facebook, but mostly author Tanya Deloach. And then I also have a fan page for that on Facebook. On Instagram is poetic731. And then Twitter is IMI, so UBU. And I also have a website, which is dot com. if you want to check out my catalog there or any of um, my quotes. I have favorite quotes that I post as well.
0: Absolutely. As far
5: as, as far as book releases, um, the latest project that I have out is within an anthology. It's called Not Just Politics, and um, it's a short story about romance in a political arena. But I think that you all would appreciate that if you want to check that out. As well as Thirsty, um, we just came up on our year anniversary of that coming out, and um, I think our stories are a really good collection of what Thirsty is about. Mm-hmm. All right, and the
1: and, and the fabulous <laughs> Tiffany.
6: <laughs> uh, I love y'all. Y'all know me already, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I am author, Tiffany Monet, on Facebook, and I also have a Facebook fan page, the same name. You can also find me on Instagram at GullyBKChick, and my B is a 8. Okay? And I'm welcoming all readers, writers, cool people. I like to talk to them all. Even the crazy people because they give me good stories, you know, turn them into characters. So just mm-hmm. add me, add me, everybody. <laughs> Love y'all. Uh <laughs> no,
1: You too. I just started following you, ladies, so uh, you'll, you'll see my name pop up. But we so appreciate you guys joining us. We got everybody, right, Lee? Did we get everybody? Yeah, yeah. we got Tanya, yeah, we got, we got Tana, yep, we got everybody.
6: Okay. Okay. Tanya right. awesome. got kicked off. She said goodnight,
1: guys. Oh, oh. night, Tanya. Oh,
6: good
1: night. We so enjoyed oh, no, we having ladies with us. Oh, she's <laughs> back.
5: Tiny. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry about that. Okay, yep. <laughs> thank you okay. guys for the opportunity. I definitely appreciate it. Good looking out, Eli. You did that.
4: <laughs> no problem. No <laughs> yes, problem. you did. Uh, real quick yeah. before, I, before I get off the phone, I just uh, for anybody that's listening, man, this is what you see when people just come together and, and lead a BS to the side, and mm-hmm. just like like um, Tony and uh, Alicia was saying, just like minds, man, just come together and just collaborate and just it's all about positivity, man. Lead the negativity to the side and just keep that away from what you're doing, and great things mm-hmm. will come. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, Elijah.
1: You know how Alicia and I feel about you. We so appreciate you sharing your time with us. You always come through.
0: I appreciate well, y'all. y'all. Love y'all too. A, y'all
1: need a guest? Y'all can call me too. Oh, I'm to thank you. With y'all anytime. Well, y'all know y'all are welcome back anytime. <laughs> Any of y'all want to come you, on here you. and talk that, talk about your books? Just hit up me or T, and we will make that happen. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: You
1: are so you welcome. Enjoy the, the, <laughs> the rest of your night. So, All right. So you good too. Good. Thank Bye you. Night. You too. Good night, guys. Great show, Liz. Good night. I had so much Absolutely. fun with them, Liz. <laughs> I did. That was fun. You know, I love just we get to laugh and be able to have a good time in literature, and that's really what it's about. Um, mm-hmm. When you come together, and just have good conversation with good people. And so we appreciate Mm -hmm. the the Lush team coming to kick it with us today in the chat room. And we appreciate y'all for coming to kick it with us today in the chat room. Uh, Shout out to everybody that's getting the replay on. We appreciate you guys. We see y'all. We see y'all. We look at that (laughs) dashboard. The replays be (laughs) popping. So we appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all head over to Spreaker Radio and follow Lush chat over there. That's our mind, body, and spot we do our by body, body and soul segments over there on speaker radio you can also catch those segments on Spotify. and we will see y'all next week next week we got we got a good show we got shows coming next week um mm-hmm. we got let me tell you about this takara honey let me tell y'all about this here pen um I believe mm-hmm. she writes under the uh, authoress vet. Um, but that that pen oh, girl. Let me tell you about that. There, pen. I can't wait to get uh, her in the chat room. We gonna have a great lit uh, Thursday next Thursday. Um, we will see y'all on next week, and we out. Awesome, Lisa I'm gonna have my editing tip next Thursday. I'm I, I already know what homework I have to do. So, head on, <laughs> guys. We we gonna be bringing it on Thursday. It's all about literature. <laughs> Absolutely, we appreciate you guys. Good night.
3: This is a state of emergency. Bitches, 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 bitches. You want me to do? I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm
5: back. I'm back. Corporate fucking hustle, making money hustle. Independent. Books, hustle, hustle. In, in, in the pen with your pen, 24 struggles, I'm hustle. college, hustle, hustle. getting hustle. that knowledge, hustle. hustle.